0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Rebel City Podcast. Song that I'm using on the intro this week is Kalan. Hope I'm saying that right. It's a song called Evonium. Kalan are a Scottish band that I'm going to have in the podcast in the next couple of weeks, so I thought I would give one of their songs off of their album, which is available just now, um, as one of the intros. Really remind me of Biffy Clyro, but in their own way and I'm loving the album, been listening, I must have listened to it about 15-20 times now. This week's guest is um, Michaela Monsoon. Um, Michaela is fronting a campaign called Revenge on Revenge Porn. We talk a bit about what is revenge porn, um, and some of the experiences of individuals that have um, been victim of it. We talk about, is it actually a valid name? should we be calling it something else is it just sexual assault and rape and we talk about pickup artists attitudes from like the police and the authorities towards victims and some of the barriers that people find when trying to get the confidence to come forward now uh, Michaela is clearly a a very intelligent woman and is doing some great work fronting this campaign and I can't, I mean, I think the work that she's doing is incredible and I wanted to get her on the podcast because I feel that this is a very important issue. Not only is it just a general important issue but it's an issue that we as men need to educate ourselves around um, so that don't engage in revenge porn and um, even the more innocent sides of it. So without further ado we'll just get into the episode and we'll just listen to a wee bit more of Kalan before we do that. Hope you enjoy the episode. and welcome to another episode of Rebel City Podcast. This week's episode, um, well, we're hugely privileged to have Michaela Monsoon on. Thanks for coming on, Michaela. Thank
1: you. We've got
0: a bit of a a subject to broach. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about revenge porn. So, I mean, I'd seen a post on your social basically just talking about the campaign Revenge on Revenge Porn. Do you want to just tell us a wee bit about it and...
2: So um, I basically started this uh, campaign movement project thing. Um, It's called Revenge on Revenge Porn. That's the website. And basically the idea came from this um, a couple of months back because uh, there was a whole rise in this new thing called OnlyFans. It's not a new thing, but it basically became almost a new thing in the eyes of the public. And it's um, essentially where anyone can start an account and share photos and people pay for that it's like a patreon yeah. subscription yep. service but um I kind of thought about it for ages and I was like why is this such a big thing now and I wrote about it at the time and it was basically I connected the dots and I thought about it and the reason that that is such a big thing now is because revenge porn is so massive and the reason that people are now saying now nah, I'm gonna upload my own photos and get paid for them is because They have realised that they're going to get shared anyway, even Mm -hmm. if they don't consent to that. So, revenge and revenge porn—that's where the idea kind of came from in the first place. But also, just because I have been a victim of revenge porn myself many times, and this movement has been tried to start before, but it's officially started now. It's basically it's going to be a project where people are going to be able to share their stories of what's happened to them. So. It's in, the form, it's in the format of a website So there's going to be a page of anonymous stories Where people can just log on Look at it And see yeah. other people's experiences See that they're not alone See that this has happened to so many other people And mm-hmm. how they're dealing with it And what they hope for in the future And hopefully that will gain enough traction To actually gain police attention yeah. <laughs> um, And also uh, There's going to be a photo series as well Which I'm working on And it's going to be of um, some of the people That have been affected I'm going to go I'm a makeup person and creative director, so I'm gonna go mm-hmm. to their their place or whatever, wherever they feel most comfortable and take a picture of them. Um, but it's instead of the pictures that you see when it comes to revenge porn, which is usually just like a picture of someone's mm-hmm. body or a part of someone's body, it's gonna be the whole of them and they're in an environment that they feel themselves and the most comfortable. So it's showing more than just what you would see yeah. if you saw these photos, it's showing a bit of their life, a bit of their personality. And along with that will be comments on what happened to them and mm-hmm. what they want to change and everything like that. So it's it's I like it, yeah. I mean, hopefully what I want it to be is instead of people looking up these pictures and seeing like the nude content and disconnecting that from a real person. Yeah. Because that's what happens a lot of the time. They just think, oh, there's, you know, some tips or whatever. They don't connect that to a person with yeah. a life and a family and hobbies and interests and goals and career and whatever so i want to take that away and then hopefully if people a lot i know a lot of people myself included i've changed my name but um a lot of people if they google their names this is a lot of what comes up and i'm hoping that if they you know contribute to the project instead of googling their name and finding these photos that they don't want to find they might find this photo yep. of themselves mm-hmm. and then instead of someone googling their name plus nude or whatever, mm-hmm. they'll come up with this photo and then they'll look at the person and then they'll be like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't be yeah. looking up photos of them naked because they're actually someone that's going to be affected and this isn't just like a joke, this is actually...
1: like When mean, you contextualise these things, it does make a difference, I think. Yeah. I, I, I don't know whether we discussed it off mic or whether this was something we discussed in a previous episode, but I watched, uh, is it Rashida Jones? her name is, where she does the uh, Hot Girls Wanted and yeah, uh, kind of like the Turned On series and stuff like that, and she goes behind the scenes of, like the porn industry, and I, I found it really like eye-opening in that respect, because it contextualised these women as like real people, and it's it's odd that, you know, I'm not saying I would never consider them real women or real people. Or no, but that, it's, but it's but like the way in, in celebrities you don't think of them as real people, yeah. it's
2: like when you see a celebrity on the street you're like kind I of confused it. by it I so think, it's mm. the same with porn like if you saw a porn star on the street you'd be like you wouldn't understand right. that there it's like it's like seeing someone behind a screen mm-hmm. is so different to actually knowing them or seeing them in real life Absolutely. And mm-hmm. you're right like i understand what you mean some people might take that the wrong way but it is like seeing someone as a real person like if i met jonah hill i would be like you're a real person like it's yeah. just the same thing like you don't you buy milk yeah <laughs> 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 like you're normal like me like you just wouldn't you don't think of it because they're like this Blown up, elevated version, of humanity, and you don't you don't connect it. So you're totally right. I yeah. agree with you. Mm-hmm.
1: Some definitely changed my like outlook on it, and I, I found myself quite sort of put off for you know a sustained period of time because I was like, you, you don't realise how much it is the fantasy. You know yeah. what I mean? And when you actually go, no, this is a real person with a real life and you know real attributes. Like, I can get. that, so I, I actually yeah. like that idea a lot. Horn's
2: mm-hmm. acting at the end of the day. It's the yeah. same thing.
1: Yeah. So what was it that happened? Is it a couple of weeks
0: ago? There was like some sort of like mega link that was shared. I mean, first off, I, I Google searched mega links, and the Twitter hashtag is shocking. I mean, it's it, it's basically like an online paedophile ring. Um, really? People, yeah. Like. So off the back of um, reading the articles and reading some of the stuff that you had done in the media already,
2: yeah.
0: I had seen that there was a, a Megalink. So then I thought, right, how do people find these things? Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll just Google mega links, And yeah. there was a hashtag and I clicked on the hashtag and it blew my fucking mind. What was the hashtag? It's just hashtag Megalinks and it's oh, right, okay. guys saying like, Jilby, I'll share these links and if you want, jump into my DM. Kind of disturbing. We had a guy on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, Alex Tiffin, and he spoke about his experience on Universal Credit and he actually posted about it and I missed it. But, I mean, we can maybe talk about that a wee bit later. But what was it that happened where, I think was it like loads of cities like the girls were being categorized by cities
2: yeah so the the i i was brought attention to two different links. so the the way that it started was one of my friends from school sent me a link that i was part of it was my old name and like old features of me Mm -hmm. but she knew me from school so she knew my old name um and the first one was just it was girls in scotland i think specifically in glasgow but there was um some girls who would have like brackets next to their name with like Falkirk because they obviously weren't from Glasgow. So they literally did pinpoint their location. Wow. Um, and it was just, yeah, the full names of all these lassies and then inside the folders, pictures of them. And I didn't look through all the folders, I looked through my own. And then there was one called Glasgow Girl because I was like, I was like, well, I'm going to click on that in case it's me and they mm-hmm. don't know my new name or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't me, it was someone who was asleep. And they were literally, like, being sexually assaulted in their sleep. So it was awful. And then a lot of the girls that I, like, had co- had to contact with or whatever, they said that they, a lot of them said that they weren't pictures of them, but they had their social media. So they tried to make it look like it was photos of them, but they were like, that's not me and mm. these naked photos, but that's my social media. And then some people it was, like, was photos of them and their social media and, like, everything to do with them. Oh. Um, so, a lot, a lot and more, these
0: yeah. links, there's also links to people's social media so that, well, I would assume that people can control them. Yeah, or-, or
2: find them. I think it's um, that's even scarier because it makes you realise that sometimes these people that are looking at them are connecting it to a real person. So it's mm-hmm. almost like, are they wanting to see them out in the street mm-hmm. so that they can <coughs> kind of look at them and have this in the back of their mind of like, I've seen you or whatever. But that was the first link and then I got... Uh, sent a message from someone else that I didn't know and they said do you know about this link and that was the link that everyone's kind of seeing on the news and that was um, every city in the UK with that was like the big folder and there was like 146 of those and then you clicked on those and there were more folders with more names so they had literally pinpointed the location of all these women and I a lot of people um, messaged me asking to try and see if they could find them and I don't think they realized how traumatizing an ask that would be Mm -hmm. like if I was to go on this link and search through every folder and look for their name I was like I'm not an investigator like I can't do that like that's that's not good for my mental health
1: no definitely Um, and then what are you meant to do if you actually find somebody and be like so yeah you are in this folder i mean that'd be a horrible experience yeah and then imagine
2: through. them turning that around on me if they got angry and was mm. like well the, she looked through all the fo- folders and found me i was like that just sounds like not mm. my not my deal so mm. i just left it and there's a lot of people's messages i haven't responded to and i i, I am sorry to them but i can't yeah. be the like i am helping with this movement but i can't be the person doing everything because that's just like that's too much for one person yeah um, so, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's affecting a lot, a lot of people. And I don't know how many people actually are have been affected just in this one thing. Mm-hmm. But realistically, this has happened to so many people. Like, we're talking probably millions by now, especially, like, not just in the UK, but, like, everywhere. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's just, this is, the, I mean, we're in, like, the digital age. Like, this is so just the normal.
1: When you're talking about these files being set up sort of regionally and, you know, people's social media sometimes being linked mm-hmm. and, you know, personal information out with, you know, sort of sensitive pictures being shared. Yeah. Where does that information all come from? Because that seems like if we're talking hundreds per city, millions per country and beyond, like that's in itself probably a full-time operation and I don't get where that information comes from Yeah that like is
2: the weird thing, like it is a full time thing and you're like who has the time? Like that. that's the weirdest part and I mean my photos have been circulating the internet since I was like 18 or 19 so these have been on forums, they've been on porn sites, they've been on blah 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 whatever and um, for ages I was just googling my name every day like I would get a message and they'd be like I found you on this thing and then I'd have to google my name every single day, several times a day find any links that I was posted on try and contact the website get it taken down blah, blah blah and this like took up so much of my time like I would be doing that for a month straight until I'd eventually just get, give up and mm-hmm. then I'd just be like I can't deal with this anymore that's why I changed my name and now if you google my name Michaela saying the only things that come up are like my website which is awesome that's the dream <laughs> for anyone um-
0: <laughs> so did you have to change your name was that because yeah. The, the the images that were going about. Essentially,
2: yeah, there was a couple of reasons why I changed it, but the, one of the main ones was like, well, I don't want my name being connected to like just photos of me. Like, mm-hmm. I would rather it would be connected to like my achievements and my yeah. career rather than just like some random photos I yeah, took when I, mean, I was like eighteen.
0: Some of the, I mean, employers Google you yeah exactly well i'm self-employed so
2: (laughs) thankfully but yeah no it's true like like getting a job would be extra difficult and even if they did like if they had googled you then imagine they hired you based off that that would be even worse Mm -hmm. um so yeah i find
0: that incredible um so these this type of database is it people's boyfriends that are doing this like or is it sort of so I suppose there might be a couple of different examples but the one where people are saying that's not me, is that just people targeting these individuals probably that they're not involved but then if, yeah, like you see quite a lot or through what I've read it's like ex-boyfriends and ex-partners that are doing these things like.
2: I would say there's percentages of each. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, there's some ex-partners. So that's, that does make up a percentage. Then there's people that people have trusted for like flirting with or whatever that have just, like, they weren't even partners. They were just, like, romantic interests. Then there are people who have actually been hacked uh, and literally don't know who's posted it. Like, I know a yes. girl who was, like... My stuff's been posted, and I know that the other person because there was two people involved. But she's like, I know that the other person hasn't done it because he's now even more shit than I am. Yeah. So he's she's like, it's not him and it's not me. So someone's clearly like hacked into my iCloud or something. So yeah. that can happen. Um, just random strangers pulling together. Like I don't know. It could be a number of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously there's a there's a there's a like a, there's actually two subsections. So there's one where people aren't even aware they're getting taken. So they're asleep, they're being assaulted, blah, blah, blah. Like that happens a lot. Like that oh. that's mm. um, people who actually haven't, like they don't even know these photos exist. And that's like yeah. that Glasgow girl folder. I still don't know if she knows those photos even exist. Um, so that's horrible. And then there's another subsection, which is even kind of weirder, um, which is people who haven't taken the photos at all, but there's, a f- there's like forums on the internet where people will post a picture, like, a perfectly innocent selfie, like, if I was like this, and they would say, can you edit this? Like, and I don't know what the terminology they use, but someone photoshops it so that they look naked.
1: Deepfakes and stuff. Like that's that. it, yeah.
2: yeah, so, like, that kind of stuff. So, deepfakes is, like, when they edit the face on and mm. they do the porn stuff, that's another thing, which is, like, affecting celebrities and stuff like that. Mm. But, um, yeah, like, I think maybe how that would have started is people would yeah post a photo of a girl that they wanted to see naked and mm -hmm. someone would just photoshop. I can can remember back in the day
0: it was like Jessica Alba and you would go on and it would be at the side of websites Yeah. Jessica Alba naked and it would be like horrendous photoshops. But as technology is moving on. Yeah. They would just get they'll get realer and real really to the good, point where yeah. you you can't even tell. That's
2: what the videos are like. So I think like Selena Gomez has been edited onto like a porn mm-hmm. video and like she's like, I have no idea who that is. But it's yeah. it's just they've edited her face onto it. But um that's started that's like on a local level as well. So people mm-hmm. have people have literally I think like, that's <laughs>
1: kicked off on Reddit, the deep thing. that's where I became aware of it. And yeah. it is, um <clears throat> I
2: think Reddit's like a big but you can't blame Reddit because Reddit's yeah. like the biggest Forum on the internet. Like I don't know how
1: credible it is, is but the, the guys who were behind it originally said this is going to be a really big issue in the future 100%. because we won't be able to tell who's who because this technology, this you know, video technology is now there. Nobody's listening to us. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to start basically putting celebrities into porn videos so that people listen to our message, and that's what they said at the time. Again, I don't know how credible that is or how believable that is. It's
2: <laughs> a terrible method, also. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Like people could um There's like videos realis- of
1: Obama and stuff
2: like that. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah, realistically, you could fake the president.
1: Right. That's already happened.
2: You could say, yeah, you could fake anyone. Like that could start a war.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's like people talk about like I mean like the environment is a massive thing right now, but realistically the world's gonna end because someone's gonna do that with Donald Trump and start a yeah. th- third world war. Mm-hmm. Like that's our most <clears throat> imminent. You Danger, know, yeah.
0: Do you think that the term? <clears throat> so I was sort of conceptualising this yesterday and try to think about it. I don't think the term revenge porn really covers it.
1: No, I Because I agree. porn is porn, and it's so normal amongst. I don't know any of the examples we've talked about in the build-up to this when we talk about revenge porn. I, I just think sexual assault. Yeah. yeah. Like because when I was explaining it to my partner, we're sitting down with this girl and revenge porn, blah blah blah. About what I know about your story and she was like how, how is that revenge i was like well revenge i think it's what? just a gen- i think it's just a generic existing it's just a generic yeah. term that they use you know what i mean yeah. by revenge for being in a relationship with a yeah. person it's
0: like oh, or no one literally says, just
2: being alive yeah um no it's true like this, this i do have i also yeah. have an issue with the term revenge porn but i'm not going to try and change the name of it of because course. that's what people <laughs> understand it to be but yeah yeah, it, it, yeah it's like revenge on what and like should it be yeah is it should it be di- like um, categorized under porn is that not just That's, me? Because well, that makes it sound yeah, then. that makes it sound too normal and yeah, it's it's just awful. um I think
0: it should definitely be categorized as assault. I yeah, this is
2: the police don't see it as that. So if you were to report this to the police, they don't see it as a sexual offence, mm-hmm. which is horrible. So like I think personally, and this is something that I would really like to, this is another thing I want to achieve with the movement. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but. Um, for people who get caught posting or whatever, they should be put on the sex offenders register because it's a sexual crime of a sexual nature. Why are they not on that register? But they, the, like the police and whatever, don't see it that way. They're yeah. like, well, it's not a sexual crime; it's a cyber crime or whatever. It's and it's it's definitely a deeply sexual crime because that is your body that's it's going invasive out. on yeah, a number incredibly. of levels.
1: You know what I mean? Like if it's you've been asleep or, gotcha. or been assaulted, and then it's posted, it's almost like double the intrusion is I, yeah. multiplied.
2: And this is the thing I was, um, I've spoken about this before, but uh, like face-to-face harassment, like someone catcalling you in the street or like someone like sliding their hands onto you in a club, like you can walk away from that and yeah, well, it will upset you, but at the end of the day, you can walk away from that Mm and you can go home to your safe house and you can sit down with whoever you want and it's gone, but revenge porn that follows you like you you, mm. you google your name it's there like people yeah. are sending you that link for years like you don't you cannot escape that that's not something that happens one time and then you can get away from it it
1: happens like, over yeah. and over yeah. because every time somebody encounters it they feel like they're doing you a favor by letting you know
2: yeah and actually like i, I mean i guess it is and i don't yeah, I don't. I don't have an issue with someone bringing it up and saying, "Oh, this is. Um, maybe you should know about this." Even if the person already knows, because some people mm. do just be like, "Oh, I can't be bothered with this anymore," and that is hurtful because it's bringing up trauma and it's like reopening an old wound again and again and again and again. But um, I, I don't blame those people that are trying to give information because they're just trying to do the right yeah. thing. But um, you. Yeah, you go through point and I mean people people do kill themselves over this because it just happens so often. Like it does drive people into such anxiety, such depression, they lose their careers, their relationships, whatever. Um so it is it's like a lifelong thing and the police's answer to that a lot of the time is change your name, move, change your social media. They don't say, Oh, we'll look into it, we'll catch this person. And like
1: it feels a bit to me like when a woman accuses someone of rape or sexual assault and the first two questions are what are you drinking, what were you wearing?
2: No, it's just, it, you know it all I mean? falls or into the same thing. It's, it, like This is, I, I don't use the word women when I'm talking about this, even though it is a largely women's issue, because okay. this does happen to men and it happens to people that are non-binary as well. But the whole thing is to do with feminism realistically. And feminism doesn't just mean women. Fe- feminism essentially means equity. Like That's what the word feminism means. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean equality. We all have equality, technically. I'm fighting the same fight as you. Equity mm-hmm. is giving us the same opportunities. Which we definitely don't have. Yeah. So when it comes to like, it's a feminist issue because, sorry, it's a feminist issue because the people who are being affected by it, regardless of their gender, are being told that they're not as important and they don't matter and their body doesn't belong to them and yeah. it's everyone's right to see these things even though it's definitely not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it's like essentially we need to kind of band together and it is it is a massively affecting a women's issue. But I've spoke to a lot of men who this has affected as well. Mm-hmm. So you can't just, yeah, we can't just narrow it down and say, Oh, it's just a woman's thing. Cause that, that even makes it worse. Cause like I, I want people to understand that this is affecting men as well. Yeah. Cause then, you know, we have more chance of people caring. Unfortunately yeah. that's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. But when coming back to the rape accusations, like that is, just, that's just what happens. I mean, I like, I know so many people, myself included, who have reported things like sexual assault, rape, and they just get dropped because they're like, "Oh, what were you wearing? Oh, there's no evidence. Sorry. Oh, you've showered. Well, we can't do anything. Like it's like things like that, and they're like, um, and a lot of the time they're like, "Well, we need solid evidence," and someone sends you an awkward message or like stalks you. Sometimes you just block them and delete them, and that deletes Mm -hmm. all the evidence. So Mm -hmm. you, it's like so hard to just for someone to take your word for these things. Yeah.
0: Um, One of the things that come up. When I was researching this. Was they were advising people not to get the content taken down? Yeah. Because of that, just that there that you're destroying the evidence. So if yeah. you contact the website and ask them to remove the the content, right? You're destroying evidence, and it really sort of made me think. But it's so must be so damaging for somebody to have that going through their head that people are looking at me online. Just that yeah. constant reminder. Um. Also, one of the things that I was really uncomfortable with was the idea that you just shouldn't send it.
2: Oh God, yeah! Like,
0: it's like the knee-jerk reaction. Like when I looked at this on online, that was the advice: just don't send nudes. Yeah, just don't, don't, don't do it. And it's like so. Well, then I have a couple hmm. of
2: things. Like, have you ever felt something on your body that you couldn't see, and no one else was around, so you just grabbed your phone? Have you ever taken a photo of yourself on holiday? Have you ever taken a photo of a particularly bad sunburn? Mm-hmm. Have you ever taken a photo of yourself that was just funny? Like yeah. when you got out of the bath and your hair was weird. Have you ever done that? Have you ever taken a photo like to spice up your relationship? Have you ever taken a photo just as an art thing? Yeah. Like there's there's a million excuses. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, like, because everyone's done all of those things. I, yeah. I There's nobody in the world that's never taken a photo of themselves on mm-hmm. holiday. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> like, no. like you've definitely taken a photo and you're you know essentially your underwear on holiday because that's what a bikini or a trunks or whatever nobody goes on holiday in a full wetsuit unless it's their religion do you know yeah so that that just doesn't make sense and then you've got the other part of it where it says people that haven't even taken the photos at all and are edited and then or are not aware of them so don't take these photos is such a pathetic and ignorant excuse that some people just come up and it the, the kind of people that i see doing that are like you know like Fifty-year-old men who just don't have a clue, and they're yeah, like, "Oh, well, just yeah. don't take the photos." And it's like, I think as it well, make like, sense.
1: ten minutes after somebody invented the camera, somebody was taking a picture, or somebody knew that it's, gotcha. like, it's, like, it's part of human nature to a certain degree. Like, uh-huh. I've been with my partner thirteen years. It's not something that we've ever really done. But if, for example, she was to send something to me wouldn't even register as a massively outrageous thing because you're in such a long-term relationship, yeah. but the notion of then sending that on or sharing it with anybody is I completely incredulous to me, you know what I mean? Like, but <clears throat> that is obviously the scenario that a lot of people find themselves in. What I wanted to ask, just to kind of hark back to a previous point when we are talking about, you know, sex offenders' registers yeah. and sexual assault and these types of things, is that if you've not given your consent to have your content, let's call it that, the shared how is that any different to somebody sharing indecent images in any other capacity? And what? How do they, did did they, it? Is there any legitimate classification they try and use to say, well, it's no the sharing indecent images because, or is it just, no, that's not what it is?
2: So one of my friends, she her content. I was actually taken, like, professionally and it was for something different, which was when she was 18. And she's tried to report this to the police. And basically the police told her that because it's it's been shared, circulated now in ways that she didn't want to happen. Mm -hmm. But they said, well, you got them taken. So, like, you obviously wanted those to get taken. So it's like they're literally saying to her, well, you got them taken. So what did you expect? It's like, well, no, I got them taken for a specific purpose. Yeah. This is the kind of thing, though, like... Have you ever, I mean, I, I, you've probably never been, you're both guys, but there's this thing called Girls Day Out in the SECC yeah. and they have them everywhere. They're like quite common. One of the stalls that is commonly in all of them is um, get like a saucy burlesque shoot done for your partner. Mm-hmm. That's like so common. So like realistically, if you, if you went to one of those and they took your photos for your partner and then they somehow got out, that means if you go to the police and say someone shared these, they'd be like, well, you got them taken. It's like, but what like yeah that's an intimate thing for me and my partner that doesn't make sense um but just also relating back to what you just said about um as soon as someone got a camera they took a photo of a naked body that's been mm-hmm. happening since the beginning of time like yeah. have you ever seen a painting in the olden days that wasn't of a woman naked have you ever seen a sculpture where they haven't got yeah. the, their dick out like have you ever seen that like that it's it, the human form is fascinating to everyone and like just because we have a new way of capturing that doesn't mean that it should be any more yeah. accessible. It's mm-hmm.
0: an issue of consent. It's yeah. not an issue of technology, technology or um content or getting yeah. yeah. the picture or sending the picture. It's it, it comes down to consent. And for me people
2: sadly don't understand consent these yeah, days.
0: That's the most important thing, I think, that's just becoming apparent that people just haven't understood consent full stop mm-hmm. rather than uh, a sort of societal or these days, mm-hmm. um one of the things that really concerned me was is that victims don't get anonymity. Yeah, um how important do you think that that is for people so that they can feel comfortable like coming forward? Because as we've discussed, like future employers, current employers, they Google people, they go on people's social media, yeah. they check them out, they make sure that I mean, if somebody comes in and interview them, one of the first things I'll do is check out their Twitter feed, yeah, just because.
2: I wanna see what memes they're looking at. Exactly. Yeah, like, wanna what... know if they're a Tory. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the most important point. <laughs>
0: but um do you think that's really like fundamental to to give victims a platform to feel comfortable with can forward?
2: Yeah. Why why shouldn't you allow to be kept anonymous? Like that's just absolute nonsense. Like this is already traumatic enough without someone then having to like relive it constantly yeah. and if, if it's linked to their name so imagine this came out in the press and this person was already mortified that this had happened to them so they'd quietly gone to the police said please can I get this sorted and then somehow it somehow got bigger and bigger and then it ended up in the press that person that was already embarrassed is now embarrassed on a worldwide level yeah. and that's what um is a shame about that's the bad side about what I'm doing is that Obviously now people are probably googling me every day, thinking, "Where are these photos of her?" Mm. But that is to me, like only to me personally, it's worth the fight of doing this. Mm. But to a lot of people, (laughs) that's not worth it. Like that's definitely not worth it. They're not, you know, not everyone's starting a movement. Like a lot of people just want this dealt with, and to to not allow them like the sanctity of not. Being public about it. Mm-hmm. Like you can for God's sake, you can go you can go private when you win the lottery, so why the hell can't you yeah. go private when you talk about something as serious as this? Think about mm-hmm. like
1: super injunctions, the amount of football players <coughs> that have been, you know, playing away for home and go somebody up the duff and then they'll get a super injunction. I mean, the things that for you can idiot. go anonymous yeah. for exactly. out there is ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. just doesn't want it.
0: It, it just made me go, like, why? Why why don't if this is something that victims are crying out for, why don't we just give it to them?
2: well, this is the thing, victims are crying out for so much and just not granted. But, like, a lot of the time, I don't know if you've read this, but victims get, like, their stuff seized. This happens in rape cases as well. Um, Actually, the two, sorry, the officers that spoke to me um, were like, oh, we probably should seize your phone, but I don't want to do that. And I was like, yeah, that's ridiculous. And they were like, yeah, we had a meeting about it this morning and we were telling them how ridiculous it is. And it's like, why? Because a lot of victims get their phone seized for like two years. Yeah. And then they they turn it back on and you can see when it was last switched on and they haven't been switched on in two years. So the police have just been holding their phone for absolutely no reason. And it's like, why should the victim have to give over a piece of their... Per- and someone taking your phone is incredibly invasive. Like mm. I don't know anyone that's just like, yeah, here, have my phone. Like, that's not, yeah. that's not something you do. phone's very personal so it's like why would you have to give up something like that um especially
1: for digital content exactly as long as if if the phone is the only place this is this is the thing like when
2: i was giving out that link to the police when i first saw them they were like okay um we're not going to take your phone but like uh can you put this link on a cd and i was like A CD? This is 2019, like there's no CD players in here. (laughs) Um, I was like, no, I can't put it on a CD, that's not even possible. And they were like, okay, can you do it on a USB disk? I was like, can you not just write down the link and type it in? And they were like, oh no, we just, we won't be able to open it on a police computer. And I'm like, well, why would you want it on a CD or USB? But they don't understand the concept of even a link. Which is another thing that's a problem. it's like you don't they didn't understand the concept of what mega was or Dropbox. So I I was like, Well it's kinda like Dropbox and they were like, I don't know that is either and I'm like, Do you understand the internet? Like why are you dealing with
0: mm, internet crime? Wild. Yeah. Sounds like the police are only capable or trained to yeah. deal with these types of things like But if you ask them moving. they're
2: they're getting the training and we totally deal with these things well. Like there was a interview um, The guy that I spoke to, sorry, with the BBC, he interviewed a police officer and he asked me a lot of questions to ask him and he didn't, he he very, very briefly, like, but I had like written a thousand questions to this police officer about why are you not dealing with it? But the police officer just sat there kind of dead eye and he was like, we're dealing with this in the best way we can. We've had no complaints. And it was just so rigid and not there. And it it was so fake because I was watching that and like literally right before that police officer came on, there was two different women that said, police haven't done anything. But he his excuse was we have had no complaints and that's such and I used the I was I actually texted uh, Connor after this and I was like well now I know where the phrase cop out comes from because it was <laughs> it was such a cop out because he was just like oh well you know we've had no complaints as if someone who's gone to report this and then gets told well there's nothing we can do as if they're gonna go back and complain they're already mortified uh. that they've gone to the the people the one person in the world that should be able to help them yeah and they've said nah. It's like, what are the police for yeah, if no we can't like, report these can kind of I things speak to them? To your manager? Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, exactly. I'll go get a haircut and I'll right. come back. Yeah. <laughs> there
0: seems to be a, a, a distinct lack of, lack of convictions as well. I think I've seen a mm. statistic that somewhere else 60, 65% of cases don't even make it past. Yeah. An initial One inquiry. in three just get
2: dropped. Yeah.
0: So they just get picked up, dropped, and then nothing happening. It's wild. What was the kind of, I mean, we've sort of touched on it a wee bit, but what kind of attitudes did you face for the police?
2: So, I've only just reported this this year, I believe, um, because in the past I just was also embarrassed and just thought, well, I'll deal with it myself. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people that are, like, good with the internet, a lot better than the police. Um, so I've just been like, can you help me take this down? Because um, I know a lot of people that are just, like, good with computers and good yeah. with emailing people and whatever. So I've always been able to try and deal with it myself. But this year I just got angry. And I can't re- – I think – you go through several different reactions when this happens to you and a lot of the time it's just I'm anxious as fuck I am sad I am depressed I'm miserable I don't want to leave the house and I don't want to speak to anyone and I don't want to deal with this I just want it to go away Mm -hmm. but I'm at the point now where it's happened so many times I was just like I'm fucking furious like I can't I can't be bothered anymore I'm sick of this like I'm happy now leave me alone yeah like why is this still happening um so when I reported it I was more just like frank and angry about it. So they, if they had said anything that would have like, upset me, it wouldn't have affected me in like, a way that I'd yeah. sad. I, would just, I just got more angry. Um, but the police officers that dealt with me, they were absolutely lovely. Um, yeah. But And I mean, I don't mean this in terms of them as characters, but their training was useless. Because again, and what I said, they don't know anything about the internet, yeah. which is, they're great police officers, but like, they're not trained in this. And I yeah. don't know whose fault that is. And I don't know how to fix that. Because it's not like we can go in and be like, oh, well, this is how you deal with it. Because I don't know anything about hacking. Like, I can't deal yeah. with that. One girl, actually, that I know, um, the way that she dealt with it in the past, she contacted Anonymous and they dealt with it for her. Which wow. is crazy to me. And they they literally, and I didn't even know they were real. But yeah, she like contacted them and was like, can you help me? And they did it. So it's like, if, if an online hacktivist group can deal with this, why the hell can't the police yeah. deal with mm-hmm. it? Because it makes you think like, you know how, like, Mr. Robot, when he's just hacking into everything, I'm like, realistically, you could probably hack into anything because the yeah. police don't have the, yeah. the capability to yeah. stop you. Something
0: that reminded me, and I can remember the attitudes at the time when the, the what was it they called it? The, the, the frappening. The frappening. The frappening. Do, right. do you remember this? The frappening. <laughs> yeah.
2: the, the Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fra- frapp- <laughs> do,
0: do you remember that happening when, like, loads of, Famous people's iClouds get hacked, yeah. and naked pictures are Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Hunger Games, and yeah, and, and there and seemed to be else. this mad clamber to get these images. It was almost like men were like, "Wow, yes, brilliant! Like, where did I find these?" Yeah, um, and this reminded me of that, and almost was thinking that's the type of situation where we need to sort of clamp down. When it happens to famous people, we're almost excited. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe mm. that'll change. Maybe if it ever happened again. But this, sort of, this is like the same thing, but happening to normal folk. Mm. Um, and I don't think
2: which is worse. I'm not gonna lie. Like, if you're a celebrity, realistically, you've got access to a lot. You've got mm-hmm. access to people that are gonna fix it for you. Yeah, you probably don't have to deal with it at gonna all. Say. You just give it to your agent and they will deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then you can sit quietly with all your money. <laughs> yeah. And you can be like, well, I'll just go buy some new Fendi and I'll be fine. Like you realistically, like, if you are a celebrity, I'm not saying that it doesn't affect you, but I'm of saying course. it doesn't affect you in the same way that it does a regular person. Yeah. Because I mean, we don't have access to lawyers. Like, that's mm-hmm. expensive. Like yeah. you you don't have the access to that. You don't have the access to the the, the specialists that are going to get this stuff taken down. I mean, there's a lot of people now that if you Google and try and find their nudes, like Pete Wenz, you will never, ever, ever find that photo of Pete Wenz, ever. You won't find it. It's not on the internet anymore. How the hell did that get taken off? Mm. So like, it's like people that are famous, they have access to get these things yeah. fixed. We don't have that.
1: I think when you're in the public eye as well, it moves the conversation on pretty quickly too. Absolutely. Because, you know, for example, we say Jennifer Lawrence that, that I mentioned, like, Nobody's coming back to her ten years later after a hundred movies and going. Exactly. Remember that time you had a nude picture on the, you know, the internet. Exactly. Like uh, She's got so much merit, Whereas, yeah. As you say, your this real kind of life could, scenarios. Yeah. Job searches, whatever. This it is, could end a normal it,
2: person's life. Yeah. Back. Realistically, like I mean, the Kim K sex tape. I know she really that herself, but like mm. that boosted <clears> them. Yep. These kind of things for celebrities can actually boost them. Yeah. This kind of thing for a normal person. Can end them. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's the difference there, and it, it's still shit when it happens to a celebrity. And we do need to clamp down on oh. that. But realistically, they're not the people that lives are getting ruined by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, as much as they should be the focus, the focus they should be also saying, "Well, look at these other victims yeah. that aren't us." Yeah,
0: absolutely. Do you think that there's an element of responsibility that goes behind that because? I mean, I don't know if this is true, but it seemed that the Paris Hilton and the Pamela Anderson were actually leaked. Okay. But the Kim Kardashian one was sort of created mm-hmm. and was sort of packaged and purposely yeah. put out there to boost her self-image.
2: I I'd do that if I could. <laughs> So
0: do you think that oh, that's, she should just... That's fair enough, but it shouldn't be... Do you think it sets the precedent among so guys are thinking like, well, I can share this video then if that's the case because the way that they packaged it was like this has been leaked. Yeah. Mm. that it wasn't Kim Kardashian coming out and going, "Here's my sex tape." Yeah, it was almost like let's put this out. I mean, her mum put it out. Exactly. For for sake, do you know what I mean? But and if you—that's a
2: very different situation. I think that's such a unique situation where it's so cleverly constructed. And I mean, like mm. look at the Kardashian Empire now. Like, just mm. knew what it's, she was doing. It's
0: built on that. <laughs> yeah, basically. Essentially.
2: Yeah. Because, like, they were just the family of the lawyer of O.J. Simpson. Like, they you know, they were famous, but they weren't, like, they weren't yeah. what they are now. Yeah, now absolutely. they rule the world, like but that's such a different scenario and if anyone looked at the kardashians and was like well it worked for them so i'll just post a video of my Mm ex-girlfriend like that doesn't make sense (laughs) because it's not like no one they're not famous already like that's not gonna do anything um i understand what you're saying i'm playing
0: like devil's advocate yeah no no you have
2: to you're a podcaster um (laughs) but yeah no you're right um but this is yeah you can't you you wouldn't i mean if someone had that in their brain i just would be like you need to (laughs) going <laughs> to therapy because <man. Yeah. laughs> that just doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah
0: it's almost like i think sometimes but i mean porn's so normalized now i mean if you go back to 15 20 years ago Why? the idea of men maybe maybe a wee bit longer than that but when i was a teenager the idea of sitting around and talking about your favorite porn movie would have been strange but it's almost like so accepted as part of like society now that porn's just a daily thing for people, and I think that's why it's so dangerous calling this porn mm. because I don't see it as porn. That's it. It's an act of aggression towards somebody in pornography. Well, as aggressive the, now. Yeah. But well,
2: it, I mean the thing you, when you say that, um, I think that brings up an even d- deeper issue into is porn that good like yeah there's some people that make their own porn and there's some people that are deeply happy making porn but there's a lot of really exploitative porn and mm. there's that's not talked about when people talk about porn so like yeah it, it, there's two sides of the coin to that there's a lot of people that you know porn's not what they want to do they've been forced into it and mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that you know it's like the same kind of situation with this they're either not aware that it's being filmed or stuff like that there's a lot of people that um there's like videos uh, like um caught masturbating and stuff like mm. that that people don't even know exist like yeah so like porn as yeah there's there's a there's the nice shiny happy side of porn that people like to think that they only watch that mm-hmm. but realistically porn is really this porn is probably the biggest thing on the internet right yeah i mean like if someone's has got 80 like
0: percent of them yeah, porn yeah.
2: type in anything it will come up like yeah. anything jelly bean porn is probably there like <laughs> It's the, but that's the thing. Like people like to look at that very, very, very top layer of porn mm-hmm. with like um, I don't know her name. What's the Donald Trump porn star?
0: Stormy Daniels. Her
2: and then like Asa Akira, and they look at that and they're like, look at them. They're also happy making porn. And yeah. You don't look at like the other like probably seventy percent of it, which is like people who are exploited. Well, this is being the thing is that like a
1: lot of the particularly in that Hot Girls Wanted that we kind of referenced earlier on, there was a, a bit of information in it saying that the average kind of you know starlet has a lifespan of maybe three to six months yep. where they can do this you know glossy you know high-end stuff yep. that it looks as if everybody's having fun but beyond that if they want to keep working in the industry people have seen them Yeah. They're, they're no the new thing anymore yep. and they need to go deeper and darker and and more aggressive yep. and violent and stuff like that and i think that's something that maybe this notion of revenge porn sort of feeds into and We have discussed on other podcasts where, when you've discussed, you know, previous, you know, porn addiction and stuff like that, that you become numb to it and you need more. It needs to get heavier. It needs to get darker. And people go into places and, you know, kinks that they wouldn't ordinarily be involved in. And this feels like a kind of extension of that, where people have maybe overexposed themselves to the sort of mainstream porn. And they're looking for something more risky, something a bit darker, a bit heavier that you know, the intrusion and the offence that it causes these people is part of the kick they get with it?
2: This is I mean I don't mm-hmm. I don't watch porn at all. Mm-hmm. Um but in terms of knowing things about it, I do know quite <coughs> a lot about it. So mm-hmm. porn's moved, it's shifted since when it first started. So porn used to be about blonde lassies with massive tits that had massive lips and they were like just like what you imagine in your head as being porn star but that's moved now now it's a girl next door that is in the limelight now people want someone that looks regular now people want someone that they would see on the street because that's what they actually see Mm -hmm. you're never going to see a porn star walking about like you just won't but that you can see someone you're like you're someone at work that looks like a porn star someone you know like that kind of thing that's what's big right now so this is feeding into that, like, because the, the, with the rise of the girl-next-door style of porn, now people just want to see real people. They've got sick yeah. of it. They're like, well, I'm bored of people acting, so now I just want to see the real thing. Yeah. Now I want to see someone I can actually see on the street.
1: And is there a chance, do you think, that the the desensitivity that people have to the mainstream porn that's maybe drove them towards this is what tricks them almost sometimes into thinking that it's acceptable? Because there are people Probably. who deliberately maybe put this stuff out there and are malicious. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. Oh god, yeah. But, I think there's probably also a proportion of people who maybe share sexually explicit content and don't actually maybe realise how offensive and yeah. how dangerous what they're doing is mm-hmm. because of this sort of wider trend towards these sort of girls next door. It's, the, the imagery and the idea is so common to them now that when they see it elsewhere, as in revenge porn, they don't recognise that what they're looking at are two different things yeah. because they look the same. Probably. You know yeah. what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. again therapy i really recommend that
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. i know all about that um th- did you see the thing that that was it about three or four months ago the bbc social outed that guy that he was like a pickup artist in glasgow
2: oh my god yeah did you,
0: just, did you see about yeah
2: this? Like, i remember
0: that that guy was videoing women without their knowledge yeah and sort talking about i mean one of the ones that really it was like that, it, it was shocking, I mean, it's like a 36 year old man, like I think in this day and age, very little shock she sometimes, but the guy had, the girl had specifically asked him not to use, uh, to use a condom, and then after he'd had sex with her, he videoed her sleeping in the bed, and then showed the unused condom next to the bed, and was laughing about how he, he'd completely went against her wishes and that's, that's right. Like, he's just outed himself yeah. as a rapist like, yeah that guy got nothing done to him his youtube channel got taken down um he get questioned by the police and i think he get reprimanded i think that was the for outcome sake. and that guy literally put on his youtube channel that he had raped a woman and that really like shocked me and i think that that's a huge barrier for me that if somebody is that blatant and open about what they've done and they don't get prosecuted, I mean, that guy should have went to jail. Yeah. 100% be should register. have. Been. Absolutely. Yeah, should have, been. not should be. I, I think he is actually on. I think he was put on the register. Good. Although I could be wrong about yeah. that. It wouldn't surprise me if it was wrong. The way that
2: things go these days, I mean. Mm. I think
0: that that feeds into this sort of normalising of this type of behaviour. Um, and what Matt was saying there about, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast was... And the hope that maybe some men will watch it or listen to it and realise that fuck, I've done that. Or like One of the situations, and I won't name any names, is yeah. mates coming to you when they've had a one night stand and going, look at this picture that this chick's sent me and shown it, and yeah. then he's all like huddled around the phone, and that's something that
2: It's wrong, it's deeply wrong. It is mm-hmm.
0: deeply wrong, but even, I'm not going to sit and be like, am I saying? In the past, I've done that, mm. and on reflection I'm kind of disgusted with myself that yep. I've done it, now that I get the perspective of people that wasn't meant for me to see, yeah. and then I've ended up in rooms with these people as well, where
1: I subsequently, yeah,
0: yeah, like after it, like, do you think the whole sort of like, I do I hate this term, but the sort of toxic masculinity, at all, do you think this is just a sort of byproduct of that? Why do you hate that term? Just because. It's too blanket, like okay. it's no nuanced enough. Like just to begin and saying that guy did something that's toxic, that's toxic masculinity, I think that is I think that it's it's too triggering for people. It's almost like um Buzzword. I love feminism, right, but I don't like the way feminism's portrayed and the yeah. way that the word's used. And I think that toxic masculinity is used in that same sort of way just to blanket term anything that people mm. don't like that men do type thing whereas we need to sort of go into it more
1: yeah, and find be a- more detailed and yeah. like issue look we'll I mean, yeah. at the issue in, in question rather than to just to, broad yeah. stroke. it
2: you need to sort of like um because a lot of the time yeah they just <coughs> slap it on it but that people don't talk about like where toxic masculinity comes from and how it's been fed into the men and a lot of the time, I mean, you can't blame a young boy, like you just can't, because he's been fed stuff by everything else, and then you. It's almost um It's hard to blame men now because it's hard to blame younger men because they are just being fed it. They're yeah. just being told this is what you can do. This is what you can do. Boys will be boys. Do what you want. You'll you know if you if you rape someone, you will probably go to prison for less time than if the person gets an abortion. That's what's happening in the US yeah. right now. So that's why but the older men it's definitely their responsibility and I mean that from like anywhere from 25 onwards because then you're an adult you yeah. have to understand that what you're doing is wrong you have to understand that you know like being emotionless isn't isn't something that you should do being treating women any differently than you would treat your best mate is weird unless you're flicking your best bait in the balls don't do that <laughs> but um like it's just you need to take responsibility and I, yeah I know what you mean T- toxic masculinity is a massive buzzword now um but it doesn't mean that it should be ignored because people people do need to reflect on themselves massively, um, It's especially men, because the the fight that everyone else is fighting is because of toxic masculinity. And it, it includes men in that because men think, oh, well, he's a guy, he can take it mm-hmm. or like he's a guy, he can't be raped. And it's like that—that's not true. Yeah, like yeah. men are actually fighting themselves with that, and they don't even realize. Mm-hmm. That's why feminism exists. And mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, you're right. It is portrayed shit, and feminism these days is—it's a bad word. If to say that you're a feminist because it sounds like you're just angry and you want—you know—but it actually what it is about is you know st- stop fucking raping people. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like a big issue. and and if we were going to talk about where the nuances and the the, the notions of toxic masculinity come from. I think in the context of this conversation, entitlement, male entitlement is something that yeah. I think is a massive sort of trigger here. Um, And as you say, the things that were told for young ages is that even what Disney, you know what I mean? God like yeah. How subservient women are to men oh and my God, yeah. how the final goal is always to be there With for your up. prince yeah. and all that kind of carry on. And that carries on through life. And I think, as we see in porn as well, there's a lot of subservience there. I think it just all just feeds into this and I think that's when you know these revenge porn incidents happen they're, they're, it's it is an assault mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the time there's well this picture was shared with me I'm entitled to or this is my woman I'm entitled to do what I want and mm-hmm. I, I think that's something yeah. that we definitely need to address you know what I mean? Yeah. because again consent is where it's at you know what I mean
2: It's so scary how few people understand consent Um, because that was another thing with the OnlyFans thing. Like, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, well, I love how lassies were, like, getting annoyed when people posted their photos, but, like, now they're just posting themselves and asking for money. It's like, you don't understand such basic consent. And, like, going back on, um, like, talking about rape, like, I recently told someone that they had raped me and he had no idea. Like, he had no idea that it happened. He was so confused. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah, that. And I, like, talked him through the whole thing. And I was like... Do you not see how that there is no consent there? And he was like, he was so shocked at the fact that it had happened. And I was like, how can you not know? Like, how could you not have been aware that that was going on? And it scares me because I, yeah, I've been a victim of rape so many times in my life. And for someone to not just get it when it's happening, like if someone's stiff, they don't want to have sex with you. Mm. If someone's saying no, they don't want to have sex with you. If someone's not kissing you back, they don't want to have sex yeah. with you. These are such obvious things in my mind. So it scares mm. me that people are not aware of it. And then it's like, that's just that's just consent in this in the idea of rape, but like consent in the idea of sharing these images. If someone sends you something, it's like if someone tells you a secret, yeah. Like you don't, you don't just go and that's it's just it's, it's again with like gossip and high school culture. is like don't just go and share this stuff. Like you're an adult. Like you can't just go like doing yeah. that. Mm-hmm.
1: If your partner told you a secret via text message, you wouldn't share. You wouldn't it, share well, it, probably, yeah. But right, if you a partner it on your partner sent you a group chat, a yeah. picture of your tits. Why would you then go against this? Exactly. Yeah. You know the same type of communication, why you want same type else of a format. That? I don't know.
0: It's almost like. It, and i'm going against what i was just saying like i don't like talk, saying toxic it, that's that is almost like one of the most prevalent forms of toxic masculinity is bragging
2: exactly that's
0: that that's all that is i mean i was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day and she was saying that it, it, it all stems from low self-esteem and mm-hmm. men wanting to tell their mates that they've done x y and z and it got me and issues the, uh, yeah yeah men have way
2: way worse daddy people talk about women with daddy issues men have the worst daddy issues in the world they're constantly (laughs) looking for approval from their dads from other men and it's like this that is toxic masculinity to its core is like they're trying to be the best that alpha thing they're like if i'm not the alpha then what the fuck am i doing so it's like well i need to be fucking the best girl and i need to show evidence of that because no one's going to believe it otherwise and i need to be like driving the best car and all this stuff and that's what toxic masculinity is it's being the best at something even though you don't need to but just quietly live your own life like Uh, why should anyone else care the
1: best at something absolutely horrible yeah exactly
2: (laughs) like yeah i
1: think
0: you nailed it when you said like i mean i've got a bit down here and we can talk about it a wee bit more but what should people do and what's men's responsibility and i think that everybody's responsibility is to take care of themselves like Mm -hmm. go to therapy if you're having Weird sexual fantasies, or you're having urges to t- tell your mates in graphic detail what you did on a Saturday night with yeah. a consensual sexual experience. Then maybe you need to go and talk to somebody about mm-hmm. that. Like, I think that therapeutic culture in the UK is taboo almost. Like, mm-hmm. you don't don't people don't go and mm-hmm. see therapists or talk about going and seeing therapists. And... It's
2: hard. It's expensive. Uh, oh, it's not as yes, unaffordable for, sure. for a lot of people. A lot of people would rather just go on a night out than go to therapy that week. That's that's true. Um, yeah, and. The, the waiting list for the NHS I mean you could be on that for two years yeah. two years before you saw a therapist So mm-hmm. like yes, it, That's why it's so taboo and Because people one can't afford it Or two aren't getting seen You're not seen immediately in therapy Unless you are like a risk to yourself Or to other people mm-hmm. That's why no one goes And uh, yeah it's just like that's it pretty much. Like that's why it's tabo. Like it's, it's a bigger thing in America, I think. But even that, like, they have to pay for everything. So they're kinda yeah. used to it. Our healthcare's free here. So the idea of paying for to talk to someone, they're like, nah, I'm not doing
0: that. Yeah. I think America it's a it's a, a rich industry. Yeah. And so they push it. So yeah. they, they want people to come to therapy because they're like profit profit driven, but that's the good side. Of, like
1: I don't know. And I I I think that when we look at where men are going, like, and we've obviously discussed feminism, I, I kind of feel like we need something for men that has a similarity to feminism and respect where women recognised what they wanted, organised and went about achieving the goals that they set out, working together as a community and, and, you know, obviously progressing as, you know, progressing their sex at that time. Like, I think there is something that claims to be like that going on for men now, but unfortunately it's run by fucking idiots and incels and it's it's gone gone, as I'm saying it claims (laughs) to be that thing but it's what we need is the exact opposite is what I'm saying is that we actually need men to be able to like form a community and say well here's the issues that men are having and stuff like that and maybe that will combat some of this you know toxic masculinity Imagine anyways.
2: the fight back against that, though. Oof, imagine it. Like, alright. imagine a group of men banded together and we're like, "We're gonna really respect women." Can you imagine? Oh, they'd kinda, get it. They'd get
0: It the so do, does happen, but you get called a cuck. Yeah, yeah. Or you get called a, a pussy or whatever.
2: Yeah, they or, like a, the people are like the men, the toxic masculine side of people, they actively fight against that. So they're like, "Well, you're a man, then why why do you care?" It's like, "Well, because I'm just trying to care about the other people." They're like, "Nah, you don't need to do that." Yeah, we're you're all
0: fine. people. Yeah. I mean, like in the. Me and Matt had uh, an actual direct experience of this, and again, like I don't, I'd never name names of people, yeah. but we had direct experience. I seen a group chat image
1: that had objectified a female in it. Do you? I mean, you so passing that- as well. It wasn't even like a mullet. It was just us. Oh, by the way, check this out. It was just, and we were like, we were actually talking about what we were, you know, the build up to this episode, and it was weird. The two were actually, but him was pure what really just came through on my phone and it was like exactly kind of what we're talking about where we're going like i think a lot of people make this mistake and don't even realize that yeah and this was like straight away yeah on it, you do know, you it think, it think that it's
0: our jobs to just confront that head yeah, on and just
2: absolutely men take responsibility like mm-hmm. if you don't talk to your friends if you're backing down you're being like oh well that's just what he's like everyone has that mate everyone mm-hmm. has that mate that's a bit of a con, and they're like that's just what he's like you know, they're like, oh, just don't mind him. He's just going to be a bit annoying. Don't mind yeah. him. Mind him. Do yeah. something about him. <laughs> he's going to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, just do something about it. And you're like, "Ah, oh, I, I see it in so many groups mm-hmm. of mates where they're like, hey, I've got this friend, you know, he's a bit racist or he's a bit sexist or he's a bit homophobic. But we just sort of deal with it because that's just Stevie or whatever. And it's yeah. like, why don't you just say to Stevie, hey, that's actually not cool. Uh-huh. Like, Maybe yeah that's actually not cool We're i think people that are just
0: state. afraid of losing mates potentially fuck like them then no, <laughs> no. fuck your mates if they're uh, like that sorry they're a not that caught they're not
2: like realistically if is that mate gonna look out for you mm-hmm. like probably dump not that mate mm-hmm. like no, they don't not. just the people like this need to be isolated until they can work on themselves if we keep enabling these people they don't change mm-hmm. you need to shut them out you need to say change or i'm not going to be your friend anymore yeah and absolutely. if they don't change you know, let them out into the world and let them deal with whatever comes from that Mm because if one day that's going to come crashing down on them these people don't just you know like die fine and they don't get better on their own they Mm -hmm. don't change unless you actually nudge them or they end up in really abusive relationships where they abuse someone and then it leads to the whole thing of like people not believing women again and people end up dying because they're like oh this guy's domestically abusing me and they're like oh we'll deal with it next time and the next time they're dead yeah it's like what these things need to be confronted I can't just ignore this a
0: sad truth that that's does kind of all feed in. And part of something that it reminded me of was when we were talking to a guy called Dan Proverbs and he's the head of a charity called Brothers in Arms, which is about male suicide. And his advice is, was look at the, the subtle behaviours of individuals. If you see strange things, like... I mean, to, to me, posting a picture of a, a woman in a group chat if I go back maybe a couple of years wouldn't feel strange, but now that I've had this perspective, I'm like, holy shit, that is weird behaviour. Really. Yeah. He, his advice is ask them if they're okay. Mm. Like, what's going on in these people's lives? Mm-hmm. So I think that for me, a solution, and I think that a solution that I'll take up in the future will be a quiet word. Yeah. yeah. Rather than just shaming people, like mm. in the group chat, maybe, yeah. that isn't cool, mate. Like, what are you doing in front of an audience yeah. would maybe yeah. be, if I can get one-on-one with people and just say to them, mate, like, do you know how damaging that is? Like, mm. uh, and also what's going on in your life?
2: Those like, conversations are so important. Like they're so important. Like see sitting down one-on-one with someone just being like, what, what's going on? Like, why do you think that's okay? Like yeah. it genuinely. And a lot of the time, like if you do that, they will end up sort of like softening and they'll be like, Oh mm-hmm. God, you're right, man. I don't know why I did that. And that's, that's the kind of thing that's going to change the world. Just speaking to people and, and, i i'm sorry to say this but it's largely a man's responsibility because that's where a lot of it's coming from and like i could i could speak to a million of these men but at the end of the day they're still gonna go home and not listen to me because yeah. they're like well she's a woman what the fuck is she talking about but men listen to other men that's just the sad reality so like yeah i mean like my partner and all of his friends they they're really like Good with all this now. They don't. They don't do anything like that. Like the first time we had sex, they didn't tell anyone about it. Like th- this is the kind of men they are. Mm-hmm. But like if they have friends that bring that sort of stuff up, they literally pull them to one side and they're like, "That's not. That's not okay."
1: Yeah, it's not appropriate.
2: And that's good. Like that, that's all it needs. Because then that person might just change their behaviour. Even if they, even if they don't, if they have enough quiet words from enough people, they're going to eventually go. Yeah, maybe I should think about that. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. absolutely.
2: And male suicide, like that's a <laughs> massive thing as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. we need to talk about that because. I mean men That's that's again toxic masculinity Fighting men as, as themselves Because if you show any sort of weakness If you show any sort of emotion You're going to mm. get penalised for that And then you're just going to feel more and more alone More and more isolated And then it's just going to end in What do I do? I'm going to kill More myself. and more
1: likely to have this offensive and, and Men I think behavioral. kill
2: themselves more than women um,
0: oh, On I think like 41 Yeah something like that, something, so, On like yeah, a mass scale it's
2: Massive So mm-hmm. like why You know why aren't men caring about each other? Like, if every, every movie you watch, like, I watched Superbad last night, like, at the end of it, they're just lying there telling each other they love each other. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck isn't that happening? <laughs> like, why aren't men doing that? Just tell each other you love each other. Tell each other yeah. you care. Like, that's what, that's what you need. That's why men are so obsessed with women, because they're looking for that meaningful, loving connection that they just can't get from their mates. Yeah. Like, women are actually all right on their own a lot of the time, like, because they've got their friends, and you could, like, you know, Say to your friend "Oh, i need a cuddle and they'll be like right i'm coming over we're gonna watch a film i'll cuddle you all night i mm. love you and that I, I say i love you to all my girlfriends like all the time that's just the way the women operate where you go into a girl's bathroom at a club like that you will never see a more loving place in your life yeah men just aren't like that and that's what needs to change men just need to love each other more and i think that would actually solve a lot of society's problems
0: cool i agree i mean um I 100% agree, actually. like I think that I've had a couple of mates, I've went through a massive change in the last three, four years. And as Matt was saying earlier, I used to be addicted to porn and I've got rid of that. I was a sex addict for a while and I've just come through the other side. And I've actually seen people drop off. And I think it's because I might freak them out a wee bit, which just mm. the level I sort of talk that I, I don't talk to people on this sort of superficial level. I talk about how I feel. Yeah. I think it just freaks certain people it out. Does, yes. Like one or two really good mates that just I don't hear from anymore. And I think it's because they're a bit like, whoa, where the fuck have you went? Like you've just, yeah. mm. it's almost like wooey or like I'm talking about meditation. I'm talking about self-care. What makes me important feel good. Really important yeah. things. But it just freaks a lot of men out.
2: They don't want to look inside themselves. Mm. They don't want to improve. They don't want to do these things because they're like, well, I'm fine as I am. And I think a lot of the time they're scared as to look inside themselves because they've done so many awful things in their lives and they're like i don't want to confront that i don't want to confront that girl i looked at i don't want to confront that person i spoke about badly i don't want to confront that girl i sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. i don't want to confront those thoughts because i know that they're wrong but they got a laugh at the time so someone's validated me so it's fine yeah like they don't want to look at that and (laughs) realize that it's wrong that's Mm. why this is such a big thing that's why we're here today because people don't want to look inwards and see that sharing this is wrong
1: so in terms of obviously You know the campaign. Mm -hmm. um, We've talked about how you know if there was you know that platform for men to have these open emotions that you know they would get shouted. And have you had much in the way of sort of pushback on the campaign or anything along those lines? Because it feels like it might be a a subject that's quite confrontational or no confrontational, uh, controversial to some people, particularly if they look at the campaign and go, "Do you know what?" I've actually, and I, I know, as we've discussed, we both have reflected back on certain things. went, you know what, maybe we were on the wrong side of that and never even realised. So, I'd it's imagine totally that may be something that comes your way pretty regularly in the campaign, is it?
2: Well, like people saying I've changed my behaviour,
1: or just in you know the um, kind of being confrontational, we about it, but like no wanting to confront what's in them, so coming at you. No. No? No? Oh, that's good. I mean, it might might
2: happen. Uh, It's probably not big enough yet. That might happen in the future, but at the moment, no, which is good. Um, That's good. And if I did have to deal with that side of it, I would just be like... Um, but <coughs> it's like, the best thing for it. yeah, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. Like, <laughs> this is another thing. Like, women are largely held as if we're supposed to be responsible to fix men. That's why, like, we're all supposed to be wives because we're supposed to, have to fix them. It's like, I'm, not, yeah. I'm It's not my job to fix you. Like, go and fix yourself. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. What's really uh, or what's became apparent to us in doing these podcasts is, is that a lot of the time when men do get these positive. Like ways of life, it does come from women. That the male suicide the prevention process. groups are women that are doing these things because
2: women care about men in ways that <laughs> men do not care about women. Like that's what feminism is. Feminism is fighting for men as well, and so many people, the men that fight against that are just fucking clueless. They don't understand yeah. it's for them.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever been so alienated from a movement than what men's rights yeah. movement. Oh my are. god, yeah. red, <laughs> red pill or whatever it is, and yeah. I, I mean, I've spoken to a couple of people.
2: It's just guys that are dying to get fucked. They're like, please, someone fuck me. It's yeah. Like, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where I, that's my conclusion is, is that these men really, really need to get laid. Everyone. That's why
1: the incel one bothers me is because they go, I'm an involuntary celebrate. They really just want their whole. Yeah. And, they think the best way to go about it is twenty-minute rants on Facebook yeah, and YouTube about why women about are terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, dude, you're going to need to refine your partner a bit.
2: Yeah, like, see if you were like actually nice. Like, see if you just looked inward and was like, "What can I do that would actually appeal to a woman?"
1: Yeah, <laughs> like maybe
2: that would work. Like, you're not totally well, if lost. We've been
1: doing it for like ten thousand years. There's mm-hmm. got to be, you know, a reasonable guy out there somewhere.
2: This is the thing, though. Like. I imagine there's loads and loads of women out there that aren't getting laid, but they're not fucking mental. Like there's
1: <laughs> no toxic femininity. Yeah,
2: there's that just doesn't exist. Like there's no women out there that's like I, I mean I, I know loads of women that haven't been laid in a couple of years. They're not fucking mental. They're not being like men are awful, you know? Like men men just men are just disgusting. They only want bad girls. It doesn't make sense. Like yeah. that just doesn't happen. There's plenty of women not getting laid out there. Mm-hmm. Just again, it all leads back to toxic masculinity. You yeah.
0: I think that amongst men. If a guy isn't getting laid, it's almost like a point of joke. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, how long has it been since you got laid? Ha <laughs> ha I got laid last night, Of like yeah. I, I so I think that again, that comes from men. And uh, mm-hmm.
1: point scoring.
0: And I think that what you said, it's an unfortunate truth that this is down to us. It is. Like we need to try and fix this situation because I don't think it's right to be relying on victims or like sexual assault to try and Approach an issue yeah. yeah. You should
1: be Protecting them No expecting them To go through an ordeal And exactly. then fight for themselves Exactly
0: mm-hmm. Well thanks very much For talking to us like Thank you. Zoomed through an hour, no bothering. Half of my points here haven't even been covered. Oh but Matt needs to get to work. So
1: um but do you want to have you in another time and cover the rest of them?
2: Totally.
0: Um do you want to just tell people where they can find? Um even if it's just like general information about revenge porn and also find your uh, your campaign.
2: Okay, so um if you if this has happened to you recently and you're looking for a helpline, there is a revenge porn helpline. So you can phone them. They have a website and a phone number. Uh, you just type in Revenge Porn Helpline, it'll come up. And they have people that are specialized in dealing with this. Uh, If you wanna speak to me or be part of the movement or just get, there's a petition up there as well. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm gonna be moving forward with. Uh, It's called revenge on revengeporn.com. And everything is there, all my contact details, everything, you can see everything there. And I mean, if you want to report this to police, I suggest you do because the more reports, the more chances of it getting dealt with. Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry if the police don't deal with you that well. But that is sadly the reality that we're facing at the moment. But it's still worth doing it.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely.
2: There's no point in just being like, right, nobody will report it now because mm-hmm. are useless. Like, the police need constant reports for them to actually go, right, okay, we're going to deal with this now. So,
0: yeah. Okay, up. Thanks again for doing this. And- yeah, really
1: appreciate it. Thanks very much.
2: Thanks, guys.